Let's go. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Yeah. There is a different sound when a New York sports crowd cheers in unison. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. And they showed up and it sounded like 50,000 of them. And they were going nuts. Today's guests, Falcons head coach Arthur Smith, Stanford head coach David Shaw, Colts head coach Frank Wright, plus acting legend Billy Crystal. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Oh, okay, everybody. Welcome to this edition. Let's fight! Let's fight! Let's go! Let's go! Let's fight! We're dropping mics! Let's go! Let's go! Don't Don't drop the the mics. Let them rumble. (laughs) And scene. We decided to start the show like uh, like we're in Madison Square Garden. We'll talk about that later. Thankfully, no one got fired. How about that? How about that for a start, huh? Just all of a sudden. How about that? Boom. Let's go. You what if that? I just took this, I just threw it down, and just took this mic and threw it down and came over and hit you? I would be Our very mad if you, if you did that Rich. with the microphone. I mean, I'd be Chuck upset. Chuck the phone at TJ. you imagine? <laughs> that's, just, that's just life if it was the NHL. <laughs> you knew it was coming, though. Let's go, South, let's go! You and me, and then you and me! And then all six of us, including uh, 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 us four, uh, Liz and Don in the back, and then we'll get out of our call screen, all seven of us will just sit like this in this small little box. <laughs> And calm down. I love the penalty box as a hockey player. What we'll talk go- about that later. On? Welcome to the Rich Eisen Show, everybody. Welcome. I was, I was not expecting that. Just drop some mics. We're on NBC Sports on Peacock. That was yeah. on NBCSN last night. What the hell was that? Get him. Okay. I wasn't planning on starting the show like that, but it just like, boom. It just came to We're you. We're going to drop the gloves. We're going to go. We're going to drop mics because somebody else couldn't actually... Meet out justice properly. Hey, the Rangers just got fined a quarter mil. Yeah, there by, it is. By the league. Everybody in the box. <laughs> they my, put every baby in the corner. My guys are savages in the box. Now, this is what I want to know. Here's what I want to know. Here's, here's what I want to know about this photograph that we have on the screen. I mean, it's That's great. six Washington Capitals in the box, and then one member of the National Hockey League just standing there and is. Like the guy, the penalty box yeah. guy. The penalty box guy. He's got to open the door. He's yeah. double masked because everybody, I mean, there's no social distancing here at all. No, no. Here's what I want to know. Not at all. How did the, <laughs> is it, was it first come first serve and who gets the seats? Or was it, was it seniority. like seniority? Oh. Seniority. Oh. Not, yeah. It's got to be first come seniority. first serve. Great, huh? If you get in class. there first, you're going to you have sit a down, yeah. and then everybody no. else. No, that's seniority. You know what that's like? It's that's it's like question. it's it's like uh, it's like what the trains in Tokyo, right? Let's just keep jamming people yeah, in, keep going yeah. until the door just gets shut. It's a raven for it. When I that's saw this far. photograph last night, I'm like, how, how does that work? <laughs> how does that work? And and it's like number ten, number ten on the screen right there. What if he's got the only? Two-minute penalty, and everybody else has got five. Excuse me, I gotta, I gotta. Hold on a second. Make way, make way. This is my floor. And then he's late. This is my floor. Suddenly, the Rangers have a power play for extra five seconds because the guy can't get out. (laughs) (laughs) Or is that the way they did it? Like the guys in front have the two-minute. Maybe they do I just move around just based like, on their penalty time. Yeah, the major. <laughs> I'm not the only idiot funny. who's, think, who's thinking about like space people. and and. <laughs> I was not thinking about that. So That's well what done. I was thinking about. Well who done. gets the seats? Well done. And how do you how do you figure out who's in the front row, who's in the back row? Yeah. Sorry, this is my floor. And then you just look at those people in the elevator. It's just like you know, why don't you sit? You know, all right, I guess I'll move. I'll just. Or do you get out? 
to let the other person get out, then you got to get back in, right? Yeah, right. that's right, normally, right, right. yeah. That's what I do. You take your helmet off if you're comfortable in the back there. It's fine. <laughs> Look, guys, I got a five. Let me sit. Let me sit. Let me sit. That's the, <laughs> by the way, and that's the only hockey we've talked about literally for the last several weeks. But we'll talk more yeah. about it. No, we'll get more in later. Okay. Uh, so, uh, wake up today's thing. There can't possibly be new any, any new Aaron Rodgers news, right? You would think. It can't be possible. And so, sure, sure enough, there's not. Hold on a minute. I'm being told Adam Schefter says... The Packers are in the market for quarterbacks to fill out OTAs, if not training camp. He going. Well, no. Here's my take on that. When I hear this, I'm thinking the Packers are taking the approach. Now, everything that's reported, we're all assuming it's being told to Adam so he can leak it and get it out there and then make somebody's statement for them in the press. And that's possible. We're all used in the media. Mm-hmm. We are. And it's our job to know when we're being used, what's truth and what's not. I'm sure he's called around and asked agents, hey, are your clients being, you know, asked to appear in Green Bay, Wisconsin, so they can have practices because the only other quarterback on the roster apparently is a guy named Jordan Love. I don't know if you've heard of him. He was drafted 26th overall in the 2020 draft. Oh, that's right. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's been yeah, on the weird. roster there for a full year. Forgot he was the him. third string quarterback last year. He was hardly active, that guy. Uh. So, uh, or, you know, this is just happening and Adam's noticing and commenting. Excellent story because what it does inform, if that's what the Packers' approach is right now, is they are expecting a holdout. And they are expecting a holdout and just in case they've got to take the precautions they've got to take the proper precautions and um thus informing everyone of what their approach to said holdout will be all right Aaron, that's 14 million on the table all right you won't show up you love your teammates so much okay We'll just have to find them the quarterback. Oh, and by the way, uh, this is the indication is what uh, I'm hearing from with this news. Oh, okay. Um, I guess I guess Jordan Love will have to get those reps. <laughs> okay, thanks for the reps, by the way, because we've been kind of, I don't know if you've been, you know, you might have been thinking this, but uh, we're kind of looking for reps for Jordan Love. <laughs> Yeah, that might that might have that might have that might have been you know that might have been at you know in the forefront of your mind um, at some point, but uh, okay. So Jordan <laughs> will get the reps and um, we'll see what he can do. Maybe he can be ready week one. Like that's we love you. We want you back. Clearly, that's you know you're under contract a couple more years and. Oh man, this is the what cat. A mess. I mean, it's not again. It can all be cleaned up, I guess, with a contract, unless you know Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to ever go back there again, like Bob McGinn, who, by the way, is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame as a McCann Award winner. Reported yesterday in the Athletic, confirming the reports that Adam Schefter said on draft day Thursday that Aaron has told people he's not coming back. He was he's done there. And Charles Robinson of Yahoo, that uh, if he does ever come back, Brian Gutekunst, the general manager, uh, who Bob McGinn says, uh, he's referred to in <laughs> text with teammates as Jerry Krause. By the way, a Hall of Fame manager, uh, general manager, um, who just happened to be the guy uh, who told Michael Jordan, there's the door. <laughs> wow. And Phil Jackson, doesn't matter. If you go 72-0, there's the door. And Brian Gutekunst, 
you know, has been in the organization since 98. So he had a front row seat for Rodgers' drafting and the farveness of it all. So will a contract fix it? I don't know. Does he really want Gutekunst's head on a, on a, on a spike, to use the phrase of one of Aaron's favorite television shows of all time? Does he want to turn, does he want to turn Brian Gutekunst into Ned Stark? Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, it's been years. R.I.P. They're, they're, already, they're already coming up with a, uh, with a prequel, aren't they? 300 years. There the you pictures go. Oh, please, come on now. Yeah, yeah, uh, spoiler alert. So we're all we're all we're all guessing. We're all guessing right now. All of us are guessing and hearing what people are saying. And it's just Bob McGinn says a friend of Rogers puts it a two percent milk type chance that he's coming back. <laughs> well, I'm trying to put it in dairy terms for people in Wisconsin. I see what you did. Thank you. <laughs> Extra sharp. I don't know. So, like I said, we're all guessing. Since Rodgers is uh, de- declined to talk to NBC at the Kentucky Derby, he did talk to another site website uh, who did not ask him about all of this, wearing a Turd Ferguson um, name tag. Saw that. <laughs> Take that to the back. <laughs> so you can see he's living his best life. He's living La Vida Loca, and uh, we're all wondering what's going through his mind. So the next best thing about what's going through his mind is what he told us when he was on the show two weeks in to the NFL season when he was a house of fire, September 25th. Just if I'm not mistaken, Chris, 20-some-odd days after the cut of Jake Kumaro? Yeah, exactly 20. Kumaro was cut September 5th, right before the season. Right, and the, the cutting of Jake Kumaro was reported to be the straw that essentially broke the camel's back. Right. Even back then, that he said publicly, love these receivers. Day later, Gutekunst cuts this receiver and, <laughs> and goes with another, what, undrafted free agent at the position. And that's just Rodgers even said later on in the season, uh, talking about his receivers, I, I don't know if I really want to talk about it. I'm paraphrasing. Because last time I, I talked about receivers, one wound up playing in Buffalo. Kumaro just re-signed with the Bills. So put this all in the hopper. And I had Aaron on. It was the first time I had spoken to him since the draft. We had Favre on, if you recall, after the draft. Right. Back in our um, NBCSN days of this program. Favre said this was all coming. He said that, you know, that nailed it. Yeah. That Rogers knows the writing's on the wall. And uh, termed him as what surprised, shocked at the drafting. Things go sideways, that's gonna be it, is what Favre said. Well, they're sideways now. Mm. So we're gonna have to take a look back to what Aaron had to say when I asked him for the first time since the drafting of Jordan Love. If the way that the team had drafted, didn't mention Love's name, if the way the team had drafted, um, if that did in fact, according to the media, the narrative was that it put a chip, monster chip on his shoulder if there was any truth to that. 
I think I've always found inspiration from various things. And as a younger player, you know, even before uh, I got in the league, you know, there was a lot of slights that I felt about, uh, you know, the uh, scouting of my performance and my abilities and who thought I could play and couldn't play. I think as, you know, as I got older, you've had to find new ways to, to be inspired by things. Um, I think, if anything, it's it's almost the opposite. I'm I'm completely at peace with where I'm at in my career and that's what's, you know, freed me up and allowed me to, um, you know, to get to this comfort level is is, uh, is the peace that sometimes surpasses even your own understanding. And, and um, I don't have bitterness towards the organization or Jordan or anything associated with that. I'm just, uh, I've been working on myself. And I think a lot of times when people, you know, see whether it's a narrative about my, you know, mental state or how I'm playing, you know, they have to, they can't just it can't just be a positive thing they have to say well it's a shot at somebody or a slight at somebody or he's got a, he's he's trying to you know it's an f u to somebody or whatever it might be you know in this situation i really feel like it's just i've i've been choosing to work on myself um during during quarantine and covid uh lockdown and uh you know i feel really good about where i'm at matt and i have you know we've we've had a friendship since the beginning i think it's it's even grown uh, during this off season, there's a lot of trust there, and we're in the second year of a system uh, that guys are just playing a little bit faster, and we're finding ways to be more efficient. I, I mean, that that doesn't maybe sell a lot of uh, papers or get a lot of hits on the website, but to me, that's uh, that's closer to the truth than uh, this idea of uh, some monster chip. God, I love interviewing that guy. He is so unique. He really is. There's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack there. I know. <laughs> well, it, it does kind of jibe with the rest of the narrative, with the exception of no bitterness towards the organization, which apparently all reports say he definitely has, unless he's removing Gutekunst from the organization. Loves the Packers, loves the organization in terms of Mark Murphy, loves the town, Lambo, his coach, loves them all. Just doesn't like that general manager that went ahead and took Jordan Love and then cut Jay Kumaro 20 days before all that. When he's talking about how you use things differently. And then he is at peace. Maybe he was at peace at the time. And the thing that that, that disturbed the peace was what happened in January. And then from there on to January. Because at the time, Rodgers was at peace in that conversation. Tom Brady was just a mere one-and-one quarterback where we were all talking about Bruce Arians publicly talking about that interception, one of the few a couple oh, that Brady threw in week one against New Orleans was on Tom. And we're all talking about, is, is Arians talking, you know, truth to the press like that, to Tom Brady? Is he really talking to the press, to Tom, to Tom through the press? Because uh, that's a new sensation for Brady, I'm sure. Like, don't forget what we were talking about September 25th. Now, smash cut to February 25th. Smash cut to even January 25th. Brady had been absolutely catered to by the front office. They got him everyone he wanted. I don't even know it was Fournette. Even, Fournette had just gotten on the team. Antonio Brown wasn't there yet. He was not, no. So we had yet to see the full extent of how the front office of Tampa was basically going all in on the window for for Brady. Who eventually went to Lambeau Field in the first home NFC Championship game for Aaron Rodgers and prevailed. 
which again is part of what Bob McGinn had to say yesterday in The Athletic, is part of what has caused uh, Rodgers to take the stance that everybody is reporting he is taking. Or like the Kumaro cut, he was just at peace. Like, screw it, this is it, YOLO, I'm out. I'm working on myself. I'm doing meditation, you know. Heading to that Calm app after Goody did what he did to my wide receiver. I'm just going to keep my head down and I'm going to show what I can do. And he winds up being the MVP of the NFL. Starting a new life. I guess in hindsight, that's kind of how I'm rehearing that. So, I mean, you got to be, you got to put everything together and know some might be overblown. Some might be undersold. Some is unknown still to this day. Don't know. We do not know. Are we going to end up adding this whole saga to the to the Malcolm Butler unknown, to the Todd Gurley, to the? Are we going to? Is this going to be one of those great NFL well, unknowns, or are we going to get the full story? We'll never get point? the full story because if this if this winds up with him wearing orange on June the second in Denver, you know, yeah, or silver, and all black that you put that all together, it'll be well that you know I I love Green Bay, I love the organization, I'm just turning the page, you know, I mean. And don't forget, however bad this looks, can't get much worse than what the hell was going on with Green Bay and Favre. That was bad. When I say it's bad, that was really bad. That was pretty awful bad. And Favre is now Mr. Packer, okay? Yeah. And I don't know how the, you know Humpty Dumpty gets put back together if the, you do care about the relationship between Rodgers and Favre. But all I know is this. Uh, I mean, Rodgers and the Packers. Um, if Rodgers does not play this year, it'll be the first time since Jim Brown retired that the MVP of the league does not play for the team that he won the MVP for the next year. Oh, wow. And uh, still, no one will have played 17 years of the Green Bay Packers organization because Favre and Bart Starr were there 16, just like Rodgers. It's crazy. Wow. So here's our guest list. We have not one, not two, but three coaches on the show and then a nice piece of crystal. David Shaw, head coach of Stanford football. Davis Mills, his quarterback, drafted by the Houston Texans. What is up with that is what Mm -hmm. I said on the draft night. I still have those questions. I will ask that of David Shaw. Frank Reich, he's got the special Carson Wentz secret sauce. Can't wait to chat with him. Top of hour number three. It's top of hour number two for David Shaw. After Frank Reich, Billy Crystal, for crying out loud. Beautiful new movie that he co-wrote, directed, produced, called Here Today. And Tiffany Haddish is in that film as well. Great relationship between the two of them on screen. Can't wait to talk about that. The Clippers, the Yankees, speaking at Muhammad Ali's memorial with Billy Crystal. Michael Smith takes us to his show with Michael Holly every day, following us on NBC Sports on Peacock Brother from another. But when we come back, a man who's got his own quarterback scenario that was front and center for the draft. Would they draft Matt Ryan's replacement or they draft him a target for his final years of opportunity there in Atlanta? And is the salary cap informing all that? What about Julio Jones' salary cap situation? All those questions will be posed to Arthur Smith, the new HC of the ATL Falcons. That is next right here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Oh, boy, do I love my white hot putter. It just feels great when you touch that Chrome Soft with the White Hot OG putter. And when a White Hot OG line of putter touches the Chrome Soft, ball goes right in the hole. You know, obviously, it's operator error that would cause you not to. 
because the Odyssey white hot OG line of putters has that iconic, most sought after putter insert of all time. It's back. It's that mythical combination of sound, feel, and roll that tour players and amateur golfers alike rejoice in the return of that cherished cherished icon, which is the famous urethane insert. Golfers everywhere have come to love. The two ball, the Rossi, the number seven, the rest of the head shapes are perfect. White hot OG line of putters feature, again, that most popular insert of all time. You will notice the difference. I do. It is legendary then. It is iconic now. See the white hot OG family of putters today at odysseygolf.com. It's odysseygolf.com. Back with Arthur Smith of the Atlanta Falcons next on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed before you leave i'd like to play a game that we've created here called start bench cut similar to that you know blank mary kill game that we always used to play as kids okay <laughs> did we as kids play that uh, or or as collegiate or, like last or, or adults or yeah, la- last, yeah. Week. Yeah, okay. last week we call it start bench cuts so you can have to start somebody bench somebody and cut somebody and we will have a game of thrones theme to it yes okay? all right what's the first one chris brockman what do you uh, have for the first one is your favorite game of thrones character uh okay hold on just to give him the three khaleesi john snow jorah mormon Mm, you, start have to st- bench cut? you have to start, start bench one, cut. bench one, and cut. I'm starting Khaleesi, Mother of Dragons, Breaker of Chains. Um, mm-hmm. I am uh, mm-hmm. benching Jorah, and I'm 
Cutting John's. Cutting John. Wow. Wow. You can't have any rivalry. John, he's trying to, you know, he's <laughs> he's can't, but he's trying to get in there. Oh, my God. We got to oh, cut, we gotta cut wow. John. Okay. Didn't see that coming. Okay. Yeah. It's cutthroat. Because we also knew, one of the many times we have conversations, you, you're a big Jorah fan. I right? am. I am, and now that he's got the, the he's back. Grayscale out, you know, yeah, he's, he's back. Okay. So that John Snow's out, and John's out, he could be in. Okay, Not related, but yeah, I know. He, <laughs> I, know he's <laughs> I don't think that matters. <laughs> yes, Game of Thrones. All right, give, give him another one right there. Okay, the nastiest mf'er on Game of Thrones. You have to start one. You have to bench one and cut one. Ramsey Bolton, Walder Frey, Joffrey. If it's nastiest, I mean, you got to start Ramsey. He's the worst. I mean, he is the okay. woke, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He's the worst of all time. Worst of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to bench Joffrey because he's close. Mm-hmm. You know, he the stuff that he did. I mean, Sansa's put up with all this crap from the men in her life. She needs exactly. to pick better men. Exactly. Right? And so I'm going to bench Walter Frey. He's up there, but his death was... Okay. Uh, was exciting. So you cut him. He's out. He's out. Okay. Well, which he actually was, in fact, cut. Right. Literally from all that. Okay. And then we'll just do one more uh, favorite movie. Okay. The three choices are Shawshank Redemption, The Fugitive, You've Got Mail, (laughs) Start Bench Cut. I'm I'm starting The Fugitive. I mean, Tommy Lee and and, uh, Harrison Ford, fantastic. The best, right? I'm going to bench Shawshank. Phenomenal movie Mm -hmm. as well. And I'm cutting. You've got mail. <laughs> he loves you've got mail. Love you've got mail. It's not even the best Tom Hanks Meg Ryan movie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but it's exactly. modern times. Like, online yeah, and all that stuff. Sleepless in Seattle. That was like a phone call on a radio show. No yeah, one. But you've that. got dial-up. You've got dial-up email. Yeah, Come on now. You guys are. You guys are wrong. Brothers, <laughs> <laughs> it's not even the best Meg Ryan Tom Hanks uh, Meg Ryan movie. What does he know? <laughs> does he know? <laughs> uh, you're at peace with yourself on that subject. I'm yes. at peace. I, I have no ill will. YouTube.com, Rich Eisen Show for our full archive. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. If you want to have a chat with us on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, Sirius XM Odyssey, and then, of course, uh, this terrestrial radio affiliate. We're close to 20 of them. We're building back. Building back better. I've heard that phrase here in the United States of America. Um, uh, we've got so many head coaches today. David Shaw of Stanford, Frank Reich of the Indianapolis Colts, Billy Crystal, our number three. Can't wait to chat with him about his new movie uh, here today. The Yankees, who are here today with a multiple-game winning streak, uh, two games above five hundred after winning their fifth in a row. Um, that's later on. But right now, uh, our next guest is he on the phone line, sir? Yes, sir. He is the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, fresh off his first draft as such. He is back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Arthur Smith, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Rich? I am doing better for talking to you. Um, I, I had Brandon Staley on uh, the previous show from the uh, the Chargers, so I'll ask him the same question uh, I'll ask you. How, how did your first phone call go as a head coach welcoming somebody to the team as the head coach? I mean, that was the first time in – Boy, you had a good one in Kyle Pitts to do it with. Yeah, I mean, all those calls were, they're all unique. It, it is it is cool to hear the emotions, knowing that, you know, a lot of these kids, I mean, you're calling them already the men, man. They're, they're achieving their dreams, their, their lifelong dreams. And it is it is funny to hear the different, you know, reactions. You know, some guys, like I give Kyle credit. He, he is level-headed all the way through. Right. Um, some of them you call. I think Frank Darby might have been the the, might have been the, the the best one, where I mean it was just like an explosion behind him. Uh, his family they were so excited, so it, it was cool. All the, all those calls you make are, are pretty special. 
Well, I guess you know Kyle expected your call, right? Like you can't, you can't have a, you can't have a prospect say, "Well, I've been expecting your call, coach." You know, but uh, <laughs> you know th- that's one of those rarities where you know I was expecting to hear from you. But Frank, Frank was sixth round. I mean, he's sitting around, he's waiting. He's there three days. I'm sure there was a big, obviously general excitement of of a dream come true, but also a little bit of a relief. Maybe that's what you were hearing in that. Well, and, you know, his, his personality. I mean, he, you know, he is a Jersey guy through and through. And uh, I know he's out in Arizona State, but uh, he's got tons of personality. So, and we knew that going on. We had met with him virtually a few times. So, I uh, figured that would be pretty exciting. So, let's get into the choice of, of Kyle Pitts because to me, you know, your draft was the most fascinating. Your choice was the most fascinating choice because uh, we knew, and I'm again, I'm coming at it from a media point of view, clearly. Um, from we knew it was going to be one, two, three quarterbacks, and the biggest mystery was who the third quarterback was going to be. And then the question was, would we see an unprecedented four straight quarterbacks off the board, or would you go for a top notch, or as one of my colleagues, Bucky Brooks on NFL Network called a gold jacket talent in Kyle Pitts for the quarterback that you currently have? And you went, Kyle Pitts. Can you walk me through this process that you had? That uh, that wound up with uh, Matt Ryan getting a new weapon rather than um, a potential successor. Sure, uh, you know first and foremost, uh, you know uh, I won't go as far as my fellow Tar Heel Bucky to go ahead and anoint you know the guy in uh, Boston Canton, but uh, <laughs> you know, we're excited about you know Kyle and, the, and what he can bring to this team, the versatility he has, and you know going to that approach. I mean, every you know, all options are on the table. You know, at some point you're always thinking. You know, long term as well, especially with certain positions. No, no different than you're looking at the left tackle, or you're looking at sometimes at corners. And so, it was a good quarterback class, and there was a lot of intrigue out there, as there should have been. Those guys all had great careers, and and wish them well. Except when you're playing us, um, but we felt we took the best player available where we're at. And the way the draft fell, we were picking fourth. As you said, it went one, two, three quarterback, and we felt fortunate that Kyle fell to us. So the the question of of choosing a quarterback um, as opposed to somebody like Kyle Pitts, um, wh- what was the, the the weighing of options uh, involving Matt Ryan? I mean, how how did his um, you know presence, whether it's his contract or himself, uh, work on this? And I guess the the the, the large question would be. When you were hired, were you hired to have Matt Ryan, or was this a question once you found out the way that the draft might actually unfold? Well, I think when you're evaluating, when you you know Terry and I came here, obviously we were hired as we 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 went through the evaluation of the roster, and we felt obviously Matt's still playing at a really high level, and we know at some point, you know. The change is inevitable, right? I mean, the guys can't play forever. Certain certain guys are trying and they're pushing the limits more than ever. Um, but you're going through it, and we 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 have high expectations for Matt. He has high expectations for himself. But if we felt that you know taking a quarterback was the best player available, we would have done it right then. We just felt fortunate with Kyle, and that's not a knock on any other quarterback that was still in the draft. There's going to be somebody emerges that probably wasn't a first round pick that'll probably probably play all right. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of ways to acquire that quarterback. Just because you're sitting in the top five, you know, history will tell you it doesn't automatically equal you take a quarterback high that that guy's going to be your, 
you know, you're the face of the franchise and, and to be a surefire home run. Um, you know, there's a lot of things about fit, timing. There's a lot of factors in the lens. So you look at Kyle, or short term, he can clearly help us. And, and a lot of these guys drafted, but also in the long term. You need to be, you need to have some stability around whenever you decide to play a young quarterback, whenever that is for us. And so we felt good about Kyle. I mean, it's part of the short term and long term plan. Well, and as you know, Arthur Smith, head coach of the Falcons, joining me here on the Rich Eisen Show, um, that uh, when you've got a veteran who's been around quite some time, when you've got a veteran who's won an MVP award and has taken the franchise to a Super Bowl, um, and they're getting up in, in years, and you draft a replacement or think about drafting a, a successor, let's put it that way, not a replacement, that it can create issues. All you got to do is just look to the state of Wisconsin as what's going on right now. How much did you clue Matt Ryan in on your draft plans throughout the process? Well, I mean, that, that I, I don't think you – again, everybody's handling it differently. I mean, Matt's a professional. I mean, every conversation he and I have is direct and honest. There's no games being played, but if we felt that it was the best interest of the Falcons right now to take a quarterback, we would have done it. And But there's no – the worst thing you can do is just sit there and try to play – be a politician and, and try to tell everybody what they want to hear all the time and then, you know, do, do something else. We won't do that here. Uh, every conversation we've had with Matt is direct. He understands that. He's a competitor. I mean, all these guys know. I mean, every year you're drafting guys and, you know, it's the way, you know, it's put, it's just logical. You're going to, you're going to bring a new crop of players in here and those veterans, they got to hold, hold them off. And that's every year that's going to happen mm-hmm. at every position. So they got, those guys know, know what the deal is. So uh, that said, I'm sure he must be ecstatic with your choice fourth overall. Um, and uh, I'm wondering what that conversation, have you had a conversation with him since since the draft, since the since the Kyle Pitts pick, Coach? Yeah, I mean, we've met and I talk. You know, we were in the, the middle of our virtual phase one. We, we have several conversations. He's excited to, to, to work with all these young guys. And uh, certainly, I mean, if you're a quarterback and you, draft a guy that's six six and can run like that we have high expectations and high hopes for him so i think i don't want to speak for matt but i would imagine he's pretty excited with the chance to get to work with him. i'm sure and what is the um again i know you're the hc here but uh the concept of the salary cap being an issue and julio jones might not uh be on the roster because of his uh, salary and that he might be somebody post June one that is looked at or the number of people that are calling your team for him. What what's his future on the team? Best you can tell me sitting here uh, just the first week of May. Well, I think I think what's pretty common that you know obviously gets reported when you, you somebody of the caliber of Julio's name gets thrown out there. It certainly wasn't coming from Terry and I. Uh, you're always skeptical. You know who leaks what? What's their incentive? So clearly that happened, but I think it's pretty common from every general manager or personnel decision maker. These guys call all the time. And so, you know, people call about people in your roster. You're certainly going to listen. Somebody gives you a, blows you away with an offer. I think you, you got to come back and you, you got to assess what, you know, what the potential is for, for that offer. And so people are going to call about players. That, that's just pretty common. What you just hope is not common because it's not like you're sitting there actively trying to shop good players. Is you hope that stuff doesn't get leaked out, but but the problem with with the NFL and pro sports in general, everybody's got an incentive, and so somebody leaks that stuff out. So that's how that stuff happens. So you plan on him being there uh, at the disposal of your offense, your quarterback Kyle Pitts, because I mean the thought of him and Ridley and Pitts, and obviously um, you know 
Hayden Hurst and and Matt Ryan and your running back core, that's a hell of a core that you're going to create all sorts of matchup problems. So you expect you expect Julio to be out there this fall? I'm not going to predict the future. It's like when you're sitting here trying to predict the weather here. Um, okay. You know, we'll see what happens. I mean, the, the, the cap is what it is. We know that. That's why, you know, Terry and I are, are sitting here, and I'm, I'm sitting here talking to you. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of ways to get under the cap. Uh, but, you know, all options are on the table. But I, I, I'm not going to make some give you some hot take today and, and tell you something that's not true. So, Well, Coach Smith, I appreciate you saying that it, you equating it to the future and the weather and not that you can't predict if anybody's going to be alive on a certain day like Kyle Shanahan did. I appreciate that you went in the direction uh, that you did right there with that answer. <laughs> you know, I have a question for you. How, how do you think? What would, what would you give your draft grade? I, I think you have some pretty good one-liners. For what? What would you give yourself? What would you give yourself from your draft coverage? Oh gosh, what would I give myself from the draft coverage? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I'd give myself an A plus, actually, <laughs> uh, Coach. Why? What What are you? What do you do? You have no, a, a different curious. opinion? I just, I just asked. You know, you, you, you asked a lot of questions. I, I was sitting there watching the draft coverage, knowing I, knowing I was coming on the show. Okay. And I was like, damn, I'm gonna start taking notes. I'm gonna evaluate Rich here. <laughs> I thought well, you had some pretty good one honors. No, look, I'm I'm not sitting here and I'm I'm you know, and I'll be honest with you, you know, I'm I don't like the draft grades because we have no yeah. idea. We have no, no earth. You as you, as you no seriously, as you just said, you know, there could be a second round, third round, fourth round, fifth round, sixth round, and that's the thing about the draft is everybody thinks that they just had a terrific draft, but we don't know. It's now in the hands of folks no. like you to make it cash, you know. So, but that said, um, in the way I felt that I conducted myself for the draft, I, I'd give myself an A plus, and I'll 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 put my uh, my, my my tape doesn't lie is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I hear you. It was, it was strong. It was, it was strong. Twice strong. But what about how about my forty? How about my forty? Did you see my forty yard dash? It didn't get the quite the uh, Mike Vick got more attention on his. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when somebody runs their age, basically, you know, as a 40-year-old, <laughs> you know, you put a decimal between the first and the second numbers in your age, that'll get that'll get some attention. That was But I gave you a lot of I gave you a lot of credit. Most people wouldn't put themselves out there like that. Well, I appreciate that. You also know uh, cuz I know your family um, you know, is clearly uh connected with St. Jude. You know what a great hospital yeah, that is me. and the charity i know you know again your family and fedex and you know uh knows exactly who saint jude is and what it means so yeah for a and long time this, obviously yep. and it's uh, a special place and, and yeah it, it's it's awesome what you've done and, and, the, and the bringing the attention and obviously if there's anything i can ever do to help you in that regard you are so reach out no look i mean again you you um your your, your family and your the, the city itself is just a, a hub of love for saint jude um so and i i appreciate that but you know look if uh, i i just didn't you know i'm just glad the michigan man you drafted was jalen mayfield and not me to be very honest <laughs> with you i think i think jalen's a better choice you know certainly yeah. to protect yeah. well you know, you never know. Maybe uh, we'll put a card in for you next year. I appreciate that. You know, <laughs> and you you took uh, you took you went to uh, the Stanford of the Midwest for Jalen Mayfield, and then you went to Stanford to get your center as well. What did you think of your offensive line selections and building? Obviously, that shoring that up for Matt as he's uh, dropping back. Um, your two cents yeah, on that subject matter? Yeah, no, we're excited about both those guys. I mean, you, you, you bring in competition and, and guys that. You know, they'll compete to, to start. You know, if they don't start, they got to have some versatility and add some depth. 
Uh, I think really on both sides of the line of scrimmage, that, that certainly helps as we're trying to build this thing now and for the future. And uh, we're excited about both those guys. That's great. Well, look, uh, I appreciate the time, Coach Smith. Um, let's do this uh, down the line as you obviously are going to get the rookies in and then we got the we got the, the summer coming. It's exciting times. Uh, congrats on your first draft. Oh, thank you. Thanks I, for having me back on. Always. That's Arthur Smith, the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons right here on the Rich Eisen Show. What an interesting conversation that was. He's all business. Well, oh, I know. Yeah. Until yeah. he turned the tables, he tried to turn the tables. <laughs> I mean, Rich. I think you were draft grade, Rich. Um, look, I, 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 I said from this chair for a month that Kyle Pitts was the maneuver rather than Justin Fields. Kyle Pitts, bring him into the fold because you know what? Address the quarterback situation down the road. You have to anyway due to the salary cap. Address it down the road. Give Matt Ryan the opportunity in his, if you will, final contract dotage years in Atlanta. Give him the best chance to win now. And your next quarterback has the gift of Pitts. <laughs> right? Gift of Pitts. The gift of Pitts. That's a good fantasy. Is day. your next quarterback. Here you go. There's your target for the next your, your your next five, at least ten maybe years here if you're so lucky. And then we'll just figure out, because everything I'm told is they need to maneuver the cap to actually pay the rookies they just drafted. That's how dire the cap situation is there. So June 2nd may be an Aaron Rodgers circle the the date yeah, on that's... after June 1st cut. We'll talk about it on June 2nd on this show. June 1st may be lit, as the kids say. But keep an eye on what's going on there with the, the Atlanta Falcons, too, and Julio Jones. Could Aaron Rodgers and Julio Jones be traded on the 1st of June? Oof. To the same team? For each other. <laughs> <laughs> For each other. Here you go, Aaron. Here's Julio Jones. Oh, uh, except you don't get We're going to see some movement. No. Uh, obviously. Right in a couple weeks. We'll see. Yep. We will see. You know, no doubt about that. All right, we'll take a break. Set the table for David Shaw, Frank Reich, Billy Crystal, and more of your phone calls. Phone lines are lit. We'll take your calls at 844-204-RICH when we come back. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything wherever you listen. What did you think of Aaron Rodgers' beer-chugging attempt at the Milwaukee Bucks playoff game a few weeks ago, Matt? I'm like, it, it, it might have been an IPA or something like that. Those IPAs, that's not easy to chug. Mm-hmm. Folks like um, Trubisky, uh, Mahomes, your buddy Stafford stepped were, up. and, and They were talented, very talented <laughs> when it came to that. So where do you put yourself in this mix, Matt? Where would you, uh, rank, where would you rank yourself? Uh, middle of the road. Middle of the road. Really? For, for, for sure. Well, I mean, and that's why I'm wondering why you would go by the name of Matty Ice, Matt. <laughs> that's why I'm what I mean, that's a beer-infused nickname, and it, it doesn't fit anymore. So. Would you agree it doesn't fit anymore, Matt? Are you, is the natural <laughs> coming back, or are we making a push for the natural here? No, I'm, 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 well, I'm pointing out that certain nickname that you've had for a long time, just, just, it, I like beer. Uh, I just okay, throw it right. out there. I do like beer. Right. So when it comes to it, though, you just, you're not, you're not slamming them back, right? Is what you're uh, saying. No, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm drinking responsibly. Okay. <laughs> you're drinking, uh, something that would be responsible, something that would be, uh, a natural light of some sort, Matt? Are you, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? It's been a long time. See? You keep making my point. Why won't you take the natural from me, Matt? Why won't you, just, why won't you, just why won't you do it? I mean, how many times do I have to ask? How many times uh, do I have to ask? Uh, it's just nobody else wants it. <laughs> um... Are you aware I offered it to Stafford, your buddy? Is that right? Yes, I did. He didn't take it either. Well, I mean, he... That's a no, Matt. um, Hold on a minute. (laughs) Excuse me. Hold on. He, I I gave him full disclosure that it was a retread and that you had rejected it. (laughs) Because I know you guys talk. I know you you guys are tight, right? He forgot to mention it to me the last time I saw him. I can't believe that wasn't top of mind for him. Okay, so just just uh, on behalf of all my loved ones who are cringing right now, just tell me to move on, Matt, and I'll move on. Just tell me to move on. Rich, you got to move on. You got to move on. I love you, but you got to move on. Thank you, Matt. Thank you so Thank much. You. <laughs> Even if I gave you a T-shirt or anything? <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right, Matt, I can take a hint after nine years or so. I haven't seen that video in a while. Oh, one of my That's, favorite drops. I know, because you cut out the, I love you, but you got to move on. Rich, you got to move on. You got to move on. See, then you cut it off. Yeah, we don't, we don't, the well, hey, done. Brevity is the. And I'm wearing the same sweater shirt combination as I was on that day in 2019. <laughs> Shows you how much I've advanced. Just tell me to move on, Matt, and I'll move on. Just tell me to move on. Rich, you got to move on. You got to move on. And we're back here on I the Rich you, Eisen Show. We're back here on the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> we were strolling down on our Peacock only segment down memory lane of Matt Ryan telling me to move on. Yeah, with so the in that vein, Rich, uh, Arthur Smith, Falcons head coach, kind of flipped the switch on you and yes. asked you to grade yourself yes. for your performance. Yes. Now, you gave yourself an A. Plus, I did. Yeah. Which means. Yes. No mistakes, no errors, no nothing, right? I don't think exactly. so. Yes, it's I thought like, it was a flawless performance. Yeah. Yes, Flawless, like a, except for the fact that after the Falcons picked, yes. 
We did notice something. We heard something. Oh, what roll, tape, roll tape. Matt Ryan, wherever he is right now, we send our best to the natural and tell him enjoy that sigh of relief if that's what he's probably feeling right now. Oh. Yes, I mean, yes. not exactly a flawless performance. Maybe just an A. Why? you got to move on. Yeah. No, let me tell you something here. Let me tell you something here. Let me tell you something here. That's an A minus. I don't just. A minus. Excuse me. Maybe Excuse B plus. Me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> just to bring everyone up to full speed, I have been attempting to dub Matt Ryan the Matural since the Rich Eisen podcast days. Yes. Which predates this now almost seven-year-old show. It's been a while. Okay, because it was born, Matty Ice is a play on natural ice beer, which as the clip that we just played on the Peacock Only segment establishes when I brought it up in 2019, uh, a long time since Matt Ryan was pounding Natty Ices, (laughs) you know, on the campus at Boston College, if that's what he was doing. Long time. He's now a grown-ass man with an MVP, children, yeah, a family of his own. All of it. So he needs to move on from that. And I'm trying to help him by calling him the natural. He doesn't like it. We've kept bringing it up over and over and over again. Despite my pleas and to you every time. you don't just show up in a chair like this on a platform like the one that we have. Without dogged determination, without the concept of self-belief and not ever accepting no for an answer. That is a quality that I think you can find as a through line amongst all immensely successful people (laughs) and people who are universally beloved. Yes, that's my take. That's my take. And by the way, I do greatly appreciate the Rich Eisen Show crew for putting up as you had that clipped, keeping it in your back pocket just happened to for have damn it. near a full week. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's also dogged determination. That's why we're one outstanding outfit. And I do also appreciate being identified on the screen as host of the 17th NFL draft. I noticed that too. Yes, we're all rowing in the same direction. Yeah, sure. Why not? (laughs) Thank you, Bobby Cannavale. Well done. Except in the same direction when it comes to the nickname because Matt has universally shot this down every time we talk to him. Rich, you got to move on. You got to move on. I'm not giving up. And I use my largest platform uh, uh, of live television on NFL Network just to throw that out there. Just to throw it out there. But he doesn't like it. I don't care. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. Is Alan Dallas on the phone? Is Al there? You know, Al, by the way, is, is he on the phone? Yeah, he's on. Okay. Yeah, Al, Al, Al uh, he's, he's everywhere, man. He, he chimed in on my uh, courtyard by Marriott Wednesday night before the draft clubhouse hey, chat. Al. 
Al showed I'm up. In the, I'm, sitting in, I'm sitting in the parking lot of a, of, a, of a soccer game, and all of a sudden I get this alert that uh, Richard's hosting a uh, courtyard for Marriott. You're such a millennial uh, hanging out on Clubhouse in your car, Al. You're I wasn't s- hanging out. <laughs> no okay? I wasn't hanging out. I'm not a millennial, for God's sake. So I jumped out. on, and, you know, Al from White Plains, he didn't get it at first, but... You know, that's, no, that's I recognize your voice. It's all, it's all, it's 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 not visual, Al. You know, <laughs> I don't notice you on sight, but you know, I understand. Uh, speaking of not moving on, Richard. <laughs> yes, Al. And moving on. Yes, I am officially moving on, Rum? and I am moving on to the wormhole. I'm going to be part of the wormhole. Oh, come on, because the Rangers. Hold on a second. A the New York disgrace. The New York Rangers broke the camel's back with with because. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, wasn't yeah, enough I mean, for Oakley. Wasn't enough that he told Marv you can go call Mets games. Wasn't enough that he no. did all that. John Davidson getting the booth. The boot JD? from yeah I JD mean, JD JD getting the boot from the, from the presidency. He fires the president. And the general manager get out after he writes this whole screed against. By the way, Dolan was actually right about Tom Wilson not getting suspended in he any way, right shape, or form. That. He got fined also a quarter of a million bucks today by the NHL, which he finds in his ashtray. So yep. you know, this finally gets you into the Dolan wormhole, does it? Finally, yes. welcome. He's a disgrace. Welcome. I mean, how do you? I mean, you embrace what we're doing. This. I mean, I, I kind of felt like the team was. Good, you know, like okay, we're not making a playoffs, but at least we're moving in the right direction. And you have to fight to bring JD. JD must be like, what the hell was I thinking? Pardon, pardon me. No, uh, go. You know, leaving boy. Columbus but, to come to come yeah. do it because he thought, you know, I could be the president of Madison Square Garden. He was the king of the in between the pipes. There, you know, at some point, people will stop viewing the garden as the Valhalla that it is because of who's no. in charge there. You yeah. know? Oh, it's 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 a disgrace. It, I mean, I, I can't believe. And what they got to fire the coach now? And what are they going to do now? I mean, this is the Knicks 2.0. This is what this is going to become, especially with what's going on. He, he, he's like a, he can't help himself. The Knicks are doing excellent. Excellent. This is great, right? You, you, you almost want to watch him again. How about this? And How about this, Al? How about this, Al? The problem, with, he was right about taking the stance that he did. You know, going out and saying, you know, calling out the NHL head of player safety by name and saying Which that they're okay, like unfit to continue in his current role, all that stuff. You know, it was it was harsh. But here's the thing. He can't put his name on it. He says it's a statement from the Rangers. No, it's a statement from you. And you don't yeah. you do own the Rangers. Put your damn name on it. If that's really oh. what it was to the point where the president and the GM's got to go and he's going to cough up 250 grand. Put your damn name on it. That's all Has I'm saying. Has there ever been a worse owner in our lifetime? You know, well, taking out, obviously, the guy in the Sterling, right? Yeah, taking that's all that correct. out. Just from he's a management day to day. Not the craziness. He's the worst. But from a management day to day. Has there ever been a worse owner? I don't think so. In sports? I don't think so. Welcome to the wormhole, Al. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Thank you, buddy. That's Alan Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the wormhole. The gravitational pull. Oh, it's, it's and, and And we had Neil deGrasse Tyson tell us that scientifically it's off, correct? It's not a wormhole. Yes, it's a black hole. It's black a black hole. Because you go right. in and you get trapped. And right, you don't right. The know. wormhole means you get out, come out the other side. Right. Although, yes. out the other side, I'm a happier person. <laughs> I am. I don't have to, uh, you know. And Zion. But yeah, when you get Zion. Just you wait. <laughs> He's no. like a tunnel. Be careful what you wish for. David Shaw coming up next. His quarterback, Davis Mills, drafted by the Texans. Can't wait to chat with David about that. Oh, yeah, Zion. You be you be careful. Think about all the people. John Davidson. 
Oh, I can be I the mean, president yeah. of the New York Rangers. Exactly. He was the man. Yep. When Ron Dugay with his with his hair and shoot the puck, Barry Sassoon Barry Beck. You know, and the Islanders and the Islanders were were going for the drive for five, and I hated their their guts. And John Davidson was the man in between the pipes, and then he was on the MSG Network. He was Forever. terrific. Such a such a you know. Such a great face-forward face for the franchise, and then he starts going into management in the Columbus. You know, Blue Jackets have him, and, and Dolan's like, come home. Come home. Probably offered him a ton of money, and he's sitting there thinking, okay, I can do this. Just let me do my job. Glenn Sather was there for a long time, and you're sitting there probably if you're— uh, Again, I'm, I'm speaking for another human being, but, you know, that's the sense of what these shows are. John Davidson's got to be sitting there thinking, he let Glenn Sather do all this stuff for such a long time. And, you know, he pays attention to the Knicks more than the Rangers anyway. Because, you know, you can't sit there courtside with your face next to two people who are much younger than you and you're trying to entertain, you know, with your, with your scarf and your coffee uh, that you, you can't be bothered to put down when an all-time great from the Knicks gets dragged by his ass out by your security. <laughs> Okay, like so that you like sitting there right there underneath the, the, the basket. You can't do that when you're behind the glass. So maybe the Rangers don't interest him as much. I might have gone in a little bit more detail than Davidson did in his mind about <laughs> taking the job, but he figured, why not do it? I need some space music nope. for this. Nope. James Dolan is the hot stove, and the hot stove cooks a great meal. That meal is Madison Square Garden. That jewel... On 34th Street, right above Penn Station, it is a jewel, and everybody knows it's a jewel, it's and people still view it as a jewel, but this guy takes the jewel and stinks it up. Even though when he was right about Tom Wilson not getting suspended, he still screws that up. Even when he can actually have a good PR move right here, he screws that up. So anybody who thinks, oh, Madison Square Garden is such a beautiful place, I'd love to go back. Nope. That's why Charles Oakley says, I don't even care. You want to retire my number? Uh, yeah. not, not me. No, no thanks. No way. Nope. Yeah. No way. Be careful, Zion. You think it's a great spot. <laughs> New Orleans may be a better place for you. David Shaw, when we come back on The Rich Eisen Show. 